So if you guys are fans of looking up lyrics to your favorite songs, you've probably used the site Genius.com or as it was originally known, RapGenius.com. But if you're an OG, you probably used OHHLA, Original Hip Hop Lyric Archive.com, which was the originator of this whole lyric thing. Now, I haven't looked at Original Hip Hop Lyric Archive in a minute, but the site's still up. Uh, I don't think it's associated with Guerrilla Media like it used to be. I think Guerrilla Media used to handle their advertising back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, let me check here. I'm clicking on press. And when I look at it, I don't really see anything that, that signifies that these guys are still really going about doing lyric archiving at the same volume that they used to. Um, and the reason I knew lyric, uh, original hip-hop lyric archive was because when I used to do a radio show back in the day, we used to have to edit the songs ourselves with a mute button. So we used to follow along... <laughs> We used to follow along to the songs with the sheets, sometimes printed out, and we would like hit the mute button when we saw the word coming. And, you know, it probably wasn't the best way to go about it, but it worked. And it was, you know, I, I hosted a hip hop show and, and I got, I, I mean, I rarely got in trouble. I did get in trouble from time to time, but I didn't really get in trouble that often. And then, you know, years later I noticed that, and by the way, Original Hip Hop Lyric Archive has been around since 1992. And then in 2009, 2010, I started seeing a lot of people using Genius.com. Uh, and I was just like, okay, Genius.com seems like it's legit. Everyone seems to be going there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of collaborators that are posting. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it was that led me to Genius.com the first time, but I do know that I was using it quite a bit. And that was like 2009, 2010. And I... I remember thinking to myself, like, well, what are the rules and regulations regarding putting up lyrics? Because at that time, I had already started looking into things like I was working in radio. So I was already trying to look in and pay attention to the things with regards to like. So, for example, in, Can in Canada, you have SOCAN. And in the States, you have ASCAP, BMI, uh, Seagram or C something like that. Uh, and what's the other one? There's like a global something. There's a whole bunch of them. It's it's decentralized. It's very American of them, and that's fine. It makes sense for, to them, and you can get the best deal from the de the best uh, publishing rights organization. So you go to them, and that's fine. But one of the things that I kept wondering was like, but how do the comp how do the songwriters get credited if I can go on to Genius and just read the song lyrics? The same way that, like, if you could go to a site and just get the sheet music for a song, doesn't that kind of take away, like, you know, usually I remember when I was a kid, you had to buy the sheet music if you wanted to practice something. You had to pay to have the rights to have a copy of the sheet music if you wanted to play a song. The same way that you have to pay someone to play a song. The same way that if you're using Spotify, and I was explaining this to someone yesterday, and you own a business and you're playing Spotify in your business, guess what? You're breaking the law because the Spotify that you're subscribing to is specifically made to use with personal use. You're not meant to use it in public spaces. That's not allowed. That's not a thing. As much as people do it, it's illegal. You can get a really large fine and it can hinder your business, if you're, especially if you're in your first year and you get caught. 
But I digress. The reason I bring that up is because one of the things that I noticed about Genius.com when I first started was who were they paying their rights to? And from what I understand, they weren't paying their rights to anyone. When Genius first started, they were just posting up. It was user submitted and they were posting up the lyrics to pretty much all the hip-hop songs, and they were never paying anyone. And it's funny because at that time, I would imagine that with hip-hop, most people just didn't care. It was hip-hop. It's just like, sure, the hip-hop artists have their songs. You can barely understand what they're saying anyways. Go ahead, put up their lyrics. You can do you. And I always thought that was a little unfortunate that uh, that was the mentality that, you know, a, a rapper... Even if a rapper freestyles a song, you still turn around and write the lyrics down. But that rapper should still be paid because essentially it's like dictating. They dictated the lyrics and someone wrote them out, but you still have to pay to post those lyrics. And for a good long time, guess what? They weren't paying. Genius wasn't paying from what I understand for until 2014. They didn't. They weren't paying anyone. Um, they had a music publishing dispute in October 2013. Rap Genius was one of 50 sites targeted with notices by the National Music Publishers Association for the unlicensed online publication of song lyrics. Interesting. Well, that once upon a time, your entire business model, and you started in 2009. So you did this for a good couple of years, knowing you were doing it wrong. It's not like you started this business and no one ever told you. At some point. In 2009, between 2009 and 2013, someone said to you, you are breaking the law. Someone. You can't tell me that you you started this business, you got incorporated, you had the lawyers, you, ha you did all the paperwork, you did everything, and at no point did anyone ever say, you're not allowed to just do this. So I find that really interesting that now, in 2019, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying two wrongs make a right, but in 2019, Genius is now suing Google for $50 million for infringing on their rights with regards to Google and Lyric Find using the lyrics that are posted on Genius.com when you search for lyrics. Now, why is this a problem in my mind? In my mind, if you're going to be, A, breaking the rules for your structure of your business, and then you turn around and you legitimize your business, and you post the lyrics, and, you know, sure. I think the idea behind Genius.com is similarly the idea behind Red Bull and the can. When I used to, I, I worked with Red Bull for uh, a couple projects as a freelancer. I was a host for events for them. And one of the ideas at Red Bull was the can is the business card that we give to the public, that we sell to the public because they, we want them to be interested and check it out and enjoy themselves. But the brand is what we're trying to sell them. And I don't think that's, that's not like a hidden fact. Red Bull is a brand. They're a community. They've built themselves up. You know, the can and the thing you're drinking is to get something in your hand that you can look at and you're just like, oh, this tastes good. This is interesting. There's a whole culture and lifestyle behind this. I will check this out. I'm interested. And the same thing with Genius. I think that Genius's idea was to build a community of people who are interested in lyrics for songs and sharing lyrics and make, you know, like, especially with rap, you're always just like, well, you know, what exactly did that, what was that line? And the other thing um, behind Genius was, what was the meaning behind that line? Um, I mean, you know, it's one thing to just have the lyrics to a song. It's another thing to have the meaning behind that line and 
to explain or discuss what the artist was trying to get off in that moment. So I understand that. But the other aspect is, once again, that's just to get you to the site. Now they have advertisers, they have articles, they have interviews. They do a lot more genius than just post lyrics. The lyrics, again, just the thing to get people through the door. And I think that going after Google for, and this is very interesting, because one of the things that I thought was super funny was the fact that they used Morse code. So what, what they did was in the lyrics of their songs, they used Morse code to spell out specific things. I think the first one was, I don't remember what the first line was, but the second time, after, after Google got caught the first time, when it was made public that people, that Genius had used Morse code with specific types of commas, like a squiggly comma versus a straight comma. They like made Morse code so that they could tell if someone was using their lyrics. And then the first time they got caught, Google supposedly stopped, but then they put new lyrics up with the same, with a different Morse code in it. This one spelled out genius. And then Google got caught a second time. And don't get, again, don't get me wrong. Google, you have the money. Uh, and I think if you got caught the first time, you should definitely be smart enough to strip away all the things that might lead to you being caught. If they're using watermarking in any which way or form, you definitely should be able to strip that away. Am I telling you to do that and to infringe on their property? No. But at the same time, I'm wondering whose property is it? That's my thing. If, if Google, if Genius is suing Google because they're using the same lyrics that someone else contributed to the Genius site is the idea that, well, because we're the ones that are archiving all the content, you can't take it. That's the part I find interesting. That's the part I'm trying to figure out. Where exactly is the legality? And I, I you know, this is the part I couldn't find. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, there's definitely a lot of things that I, 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 again, the whole point of this podcast, uh, you know, other than the interviews that are going to be coming, the other part is me discussing these things that I find interesting and addressing the fact that I am not a journalist. Uh, I research this to the best of my ability in the, in the, you know, in the time that I have, I read the articles, I look up the facts, I find, you know, and I try and bring it and present it to people in a way that I feel they might also find interesting because I'm sure I'm not the only one who, when they saw genius.com versus Google, it's just like, oh, interesting. And, you know, this kind of goes back also to Genius and Google having an, an issue back in the day. At one point, Genius.com was getting all the blogs to link back to Genius through links in the blog post. I guess, if anything, when Google realized that Genius was trying to take advantage of the, the way the system worked, because some of the examples was Genius.com was reaching out to popular bloggers that they knew were getting big hits, and we're telling them to link back to Justin Bieber lyrics at the time, for example. Why? Because Justin Bieber was one of the most searched termed and people were looking up his lyrics constantly because young teeny boppers wanted to sing along to Justin Bieber. And they wanted to also, you know, once again, look up what the meaning of the lyrics might be. And don't get me wrong, Genius is smart with connecting with artists now and getting their permission to... You know, sometimes the artists are the ones that submit to Genius.com, but this is very much the same situation as with Spotify or any major app. If the only resource for this thing is monopolized by one person, then you can't really go to anyone else to do this. If I'm an artist, I guess I could post on my website 
what the meaning of all my songs are. But with Genius.com, A, someone could just take all that content and post it on, on Genius.com, reference back to my website where I've posted the stuff, and then I'm not getting the hits because people are so accustomed to going to Genius that they're not going to come to my website. So instead of doing it on my website, I might as well make a deal with Genius, get verified, and post stuff on their website. So I can at least get the traffic sent back to me in some which way or form, uh, where I'll be it through the IG link, my Facebook page, my SoundCloud, or whatever link, you know, maybe the YouTube video that I posted up, anything. And, you know, obviously, when they do their lyric breakdowns, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Again, I, I get what Genius is doing. I get what their whole plan is. They're smart. It's a bunch of guys from Yale who started it. It's not like these guys were in around. They looked at the market and they were just like, okay, there's something we can work with here. There's something we can build here. We might as well take advantage. And again, Google, huge company. You should be paying too. It, 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 the same way that um, the same way that Genius is paying into the National Music Publishers Association. I mean, Google, if you're not paying into the, with Lyric Find, you're not paying into the Publishers Association, then what's the thing? What's the point here? So again, I get it. $50 million for, from Genius to Google being like, hey, you owe us. You guys have been stealing our lyrics. Like, we know you've been stealing the lyrics. We've been paying into this. You're not paying into it. So, you know, pay up. If anything, what I think everyone should be doing is, the National Music Publishers Association should be the one that runs something like Genius because then whenever they post the lyrics from an artist, they've worked with an artist, the artist gets the, the for every click or whatever, however, however they want to set it up with advertising or whatnot, that money goes to the artist directly as opposed to going to Genius, which is a business and has tons of other things on their site and is separating it because they're a business. They're, you know, it's it's. It's it's a capitalist structure, and what I'm discuss what I'm describing is definitely more of a socialist structure. It's more it's more the idea of like centralizing it from by the state so that the artists all can get paid out. Why do I say that? Because I don't think Genius is actually going to pay out as much as possible to artists. I I'm sure whatever little percentage they're having to pay out to the Publishers Association is the bare minimum that they're paying. They're paying to the red penny cent to make sure that that's exactly what they have to pay and that's their coverage and they don't owe a cent over that. And not that the National Music Publishers Association, if they were running things, would do any better because they also would be a business. Uh, but I would like to think that, or maybe if anything, something like Genius should be run specifically by artists. I don't know. I don't know what the resolution is here. Uh, I think two big people, two big organizations, Genius isn't as big as Google, obviously, but you know, two big players in within this specific scene, this weird one specific lyric scene, like the, you know, like that one industry of lyrics composition and whatnot. Yes, yes, they're big players. They should be paying out. Artists should be getting paid. This should be as fair as possible. This is how it should be done. Is it going to be done that way? I don't know. Is there a better way? I think so. I think if artists had the opportunity to work together and to create some kind of artist union, which is something I've heard people talk about in the music industry for years, if there was like an artist union that took care of these things and they could work together, it would be great. 
But can you get all the artists to work together? Probably not. I mean, the publishing rights organizations are in the States are already separated. In Canada, you have SOCAN, but in the States, there's like a few, you know, it's BMI. Like I mentioned at the beginning, there's multitude, multiples. So you're never going to get something centralized unless you are willing to let the artists do it solely. But then, you know, power corrupts. So whoever ends up on top might start being kind of power hungry and making decisions that, that benefits them more than the, 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 the public. The public right, the public, you know, the public we, the royal we. I don't know if there's a resolution to this, but if you guys have enjoyed listening to this, I really hope that you'll consider it. And if you guys have uh, thoughts or ideas, by all means, hit me up. This is, uh, I produce this podcast on Anchor, and you guys can check out the link. It's the link to leave a message via Anchor is in the page on franklinarmstrong.com. So if you guys are interested, by all means, do so. Leave a link. Leave a, little, leave a little message. And, and at the end of this one, you'll hear the people's thoughts on the Joker one that I produced uh, a while back. And we're going to have new episodes coming out more often. And I do apologize for that long break. I was very sick, but I'm back. So it's been a fun one. Uh, don't forget to check out all things FranklinArmstrong.com. And uh, yeah, this is Brian Holiday. And that's it, y'all. Peace. This was another edition of Not a Journalist with Brian Holiday for FranklinArmstrong.com. You guys can check out all things Franklin on FranklinArmstrong.com. You can follow us on Instagram at, and Twitter at A Strong Franklin. You can follow me on all platforms at Brian Holiday, B R I A N H O L I D A E. And that's it. Thank you so very much. Okay, so the Joker is a character who is all about uh, what you said, breaking the fourth wall, living life without consequences, and being destructive as a result. But I don't think that's what the movie is going to be about. I think the movie is going to be an example of uh, what I call suffer porn, where you just watch someone melt away uh, at everything that hits them. Uh, I'm remembering uh, Requiem for a Dream and how the characters all just got destroyed and the movie won its awards for that. Um, so it's rather than celebrating violence, it's more like celebrating misery. Um, and, um, other than that, uh, I think Todd Phillips seems a little out of touch, like these clickbait headlines I'm seeing from him where he's like, uh, saying, saying woke culture killed comedy. And, you know, this is his excuse to use comic book branding to make his thriller. Like I've seen some ridiculous things. I don't know how well they've been interpreted, but they sound like he shouldn't be saying them. (laughs) That's it. Okay, so you, I think you have a very good point in that uh, not telling these stories won't stop the abuse, but that's not the only uh, option, right? So showing these stories it doesn't necessarily uh, glamorize certain things, but it does tell people a certain story and it perpetuates a certain story in people's minds. Like stereotypes are real, uh, prejudices are real, uh, people thinking in boxed in ways and being presumptuous with people based on the stories they've heard is real. So I would like to see more alternatives presented, you know, not just the, the super expected of like, oh, boo-hoo, abused, like tortured, and then grows up into a psychopath. That's very real, but there's also people who don't do that. And I don't really see that many examples of such uh, counter examples um, in comic books. And or in these Joker stories, that's what the problem for me is. Is like, how can we prevent the tropes? 
I guess what bothers me about it is the same thing with, with Game of Thrones. Like, it fronts as a quote-unquote fantasy, but actually all it does is relay these very real and um, human kind of uh, tragedies that happen. And uh, they don't really offer any kind of solace or any kind of alternative uh, thing or point of view or or a kind of resolution to it. And in a way, that's kind of like, if if the writer is sort of presenting things from their own life, they're sort of like dumping their shame and baggage onto the viewer by just telling the story the same way and sort of having it end in a horrible way. Um, so yeah, there's like a responsibility that comes with that, I think. And uh, the, the subject matter has to be dealt with appropriately um, f to prevent, you know, traumatizing the masses in a way.